the indie author revolution has been around for more than a decade, but we indies continue to push the boundaries of what we're capable of, from getting over initial prejudices to staring down perfectionism and author imposter syndrome. We've become a force to reckon with. Now, after years of hustle and grind, we indies are rebelling again. Gone are the days of publishing a book a month until we drop, and in its place we're sowing the seeds of a better way. A way with more ease, abundance, and flow. Get ready to learn about indie authorship from a whole new perspective. We're about to cover everything from releasing your poverty mentality to manifesting your millionaire author destiny. I'm Carissa Andrews, and this is the Author Revolution Podcast. Well, hi there. Welcome back to another episode of the Author Revolution Podcast. This week, wow, we've got some interesting things to talk about. And it's timely because um, <laughs> here I was planning to give you three of the self-publishing trends that I've been seeing all over the place, whether it be the conferences I've been to, the talks that other writers groups have been talking about, things like that. And I come to find that all three of them are actually in Clayton Noblet's latest blog post posted on Written Word Media's website today, of all things. But it just validates my opinion that these things are something that authors really need to be paying attention to, and in specific, if they want to next level their author careers. Yes, that means you. So even if you've been in this for a while, there are always things to be learning, always things to be growing on, always things to be expanding. And having a growth mindset is super critical because if you get too stuck in your ways, the market space of indie authorship, of self-publishing, will steamroll you over because there's so many things in the space that seem to change all the time. And it can be anything from a new social media platform to how you use that social media platform to how ads now shift and change and how you create them, or even something like how you perform when you're writing your books and what tools you use in order to get all of the information onto the page. And now we're going to talk about those in just a second, because trust me, there's a lot of interesting debates going on in the indie author community about all of these things. And I want to touch on what I think about them as well. So if you are an author who is looking to understand maybe some opportunities where other authors are either up in arms about them or maybe feeling like their jobs are in jeopardy, I want you to perk your ears because whenever that happens, I've always come to the conclusion that there is a massive opportunity waiting in the wings for those of us who aren't going to just have that knee-jerk oh my God, this is the end of the world type of a reaction, okay? So here are the top three self-publishing trends that I've been seeing over and over again. And I think that we as indie authors need to keep a pulse on in 2023. You ready? Okay, so number three, direct sales is expanding. Now, what do I mean by that? Direct sales can be any way that you are getting your books into the hands of your readers directly from you somehow. So there isn't like a a huge middleman like Amazon in the middle of it all. So whether it be directly from your website and you are delivering that directly to those readers, or if you're using a platform like Kickstarter where you are communicating directly with your readers that way, you can do it like that. Or Patreon, whatever method you're using in order to do direct sales with your readers, with your customers, that is going to be expanding. Maybe it's doing more book signings. It's going to expand because authors are starting to get 
more savvy, right? We're getting more in tune with how sales works. We're getting more information on how we can go about you know, reaching our readers. And so why would we be using a platform when they aren't necessarily helping us to reach those readers? And in fact, sometimes they even suppress our views, right? So direct sales are going to continue to expand. And I saw that a lot in the 20 books to 50k Vegas experience that we just had last November. There were many talks in there about direct sales, about Kickstarter, about how we as indie authors can really expand and do more with what we already have, right? We are the content creators of our books, of our audiobooks, of everything that we have. And so if we can leverage that in a way that, you know, cuts out the middleman, we can earn a heck of a lot more money and still be doing the thing that we love. So if you haven't tap danced into the area of direct sales just yet, I want you to be keeping an eye out for opportunities of that because you'll probably find a lot of indie authors are going to start talking about direct sales and how it's working for them. Now, I myself have a WooCommerce shop embedded into the back dashboard of my WordPress site so that I can send and sell signed paperback copies of my books and any of the books, the eBooks that are not in KU, I sell all of those from my website as well. So there is that opportunity to have that one-on-one connection. Now, I've done Kickstarter in the past, but I have to tell you, I haven't done it for a while. And so I have this like inclination that maybe I will do something like that in the future. I don't know that it'll be this year. It might be. But I know so many authors who are using it as a way to leverage a brand new pen name or how to create readership in a way that they didn't already have because Kickstarter has a lot of people who are just perusing. It's a shopping site. So they're perusing different uh, innovators to try to see who they can back in order to help them get their cool stuff into the world. So there's a lot of ways to be able to reach new readers and to do fun things and to have that direct sale component be a part of it. Another way to do things is like with Patreon. For myself, I decided, and I think I mentioned this last week, that social media just isn't vibing with me right now. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to take all of my author-related stuff, not necessarily author revolution yet. I'm not there yet. But for my author stuff, I'm going to shift it all over to Patreon. And that will be my one place that I am posting, whether it be you know stuff to the public, where it's just like my normal social media stuff that I would have been posting on other sites. Or if it is, you know, for the patrons who are actually supporting me, I'll be doing things like cover reveals and giving them the first glimpses of my work in progress, things like that. So it's an interesting kind of dynamic right now where we are shifting into an area where we are working more one-on-one with our readers. So there's that direct connection author to reader that is starting to crumble and it's really fascinating to watch. And it's something that I'll probably be talking about on a podcast later on too, because I'm tiptoeing into the book talk arena, not as an author, but as a book reader. And I'll tell you, it's a completely different animal, my friends, and authors are not, (laughs) they are not tapping into this correctly, myself included. Okay, so there you have it. That's trend number one. Trend number two is serialized fiction is going to expand. It's moving into bigger arenas. Now, whether that be Wattpad, Kindle Vela, Radish, Kiss, uh, Patreon, you can even do it on Patreon, which is something that I've been doing for a while so that my international crew can actually get in on it. There's this new app called Yonder, and that's something that I didn't know about until today that uh, Written Word Media is actually partnering with. 
another new opportunity for authors to get involved with and try to reach new readers who are more interested in that serialized fiction version of reading because they're more, you know, they're more interested in reading from their phones or they're more interested in reading on the go. And so therefore, you know, these serialized fiction opportunities expand. Now I myself, as I start moving into a new pen name, I will be utilizing for sure Radish and Kiss because it's a a romance pen name and just testing the waters of the story that I'm going to be telling. And that alone is just new to me in a, in a bigger way because you know, I've used Radish before, I've used Kindle Vela before, I've never used Kiss, so that'll be the first time. But it's, it's a fun way to experience the readers from an author perspective, because I think we as authors, when we're writing our books, sometimes it feels really lonely if you don't have a really good critique partner or someone you can throw the chapter or the stories out to, and they can read it as you're writing it. So it, it's like you're creating in a vacuum. And that's not always the best kind of situation. Sometimes it feels boring or it feels meh, or you just, you're not even sure if it's good, right? You get to the end of the book and you're like, God, this is probably going to be the worst book ever. (laughs) So when you have the opportunity to post up your chapters as you're writing and get feedback from those readers, and you know that they're liking it, or you know that they're wishing something was happening, or you get the, you know, little bits of insights that maybe help you to think through your story a little bit differently. That's where some of the magic can really happen because then we're able to, you know, get those glimpses of something bigger than we had originally intended. And that's one of the things that I loved so much about Patreon and about writing through Kindle Vela when I was doing Accidental Alpha. It was like this amazing place just to see where people are liking the stories or they are falling off of the story and you're not quite capturing them or whatever. It gives you real time information about your stories. And I like that. I like it a lot. Okay. So if you have not yet tried a serialized fiction platform, I definitely recommend giving it a whirl and do it as you're writing the story because not only does it help you boost your confidence if people are telling you it's good, but you're also going to get a little bit of money in the beginning as you're going, right? Kindle Vela, as far as I am concerned or as far as I'm aware, they are still continuing to do bonuses for authors who are doing well on the platform or all authors, I think you like, I think the minimum is 10 bucks. So if push comes to shove, you're going to earn 10 bucks just by posting on Kindle Vela. So <laughs> go ahead and do it. And just play around with the idea of how you can deliver your content, your books to your readers, because readers are reading in different ways. They're doing all sorts of different things. And so you just need to figure out what one sounds good to you, what's going to call to you this year, and make a move on it. All right, so trend number one, the big numero uno that is like, (laughs) it's been the big elephant in the room for probably the past six months, and it is growing in intensity. Now, Joanna Penn definitely saw this one coming. She is one of the authors who has had her pulse on this for a very long time. But AI, AI is coming in, and it's coming in like a wrecking ball. (laughs) You know the song, right? (laughs) It's coming in like a wrecking ball. So it's one of those types of <laughs> tools, I want to say, that authors are scared about. Now, th- this is like when digital publishing came on the scene and everyone was like freaking out that this is going to be the end of all things good in the world when it comes to books. And obviously, those people were wrong. <laughs> okay, we have amazing stories, amazing new talent, amazing new things that are coming into the world 
all thanks to the digital era of book publishing and self-publishing. This is going to be another one of those things where everybody's going to freak out, or they already are, (laughs) about AI coming in and stealing all of the thunder when it comes to writing. Now, in my opinion, are there going to be people who use AI tools for writing, for instance, because there are some really good tools out there right now for writing? Are they going to use it and just publish what they've got and earn money from it, and they didn't actually interact with the program at all, they just let it write its thing? Absolutely. There are going to be those people who it's just like a money grab for them until some regulation comes into play where you have to like announce that this was an AI written book or something, right? Those people are going to exist. They're going to be the reason why we have to have some regulations behind it. It's just going to be how it goes. But at the same time, if we embrace the concept of AI with our writing process, we can do some marvelous and miraculous things. We could speed up our outlining process. We could speed up our ideation process. We could write faster. We can try to develop new plot points faster. We can even get past like the roadblocks of writer's block if you get stuck. And all of those things can help you, you know, like let's say you're new and you don't have a, a huge crew of writing comrades that you can turn to and say, hey, read this thing. What's going on? What's wrong with this? Or maybe you're just a like a super introvert and you don't like talking to a lot of people and you're just trying to do this thing on your own. AI can help you with that. It can do a lot of really cool and fun things and help you to master your craft faster. I personally don't believe that there is anything wrong with it. I think if we as authors and artists are using it as a springboard for what we want to create, we're going to do great. Because those of us who are in it for the creation of it, we're not going to take the thing, the exact words that the AI does through the entire thing and leave it. We're going to want to put our own flair on it. We're going to want to change things up. We're going to want to take what it said and let that be a springboard moment to inspire us to write something new that we didn't think of before it gave us that information or that prompt. Those of us who are writers, we're not writing just for the idea of money. We're writing because we have to. We're writing because it's a part of our soul. We're writing because it is the thing that fulfills us. And if we aren't able to do that thing that fulfills us, we get cranky. (laughs) At least I do. I get cranky. So it's not going to replace us. It's not going to become the thing that is, you know, taking over. And then all books are always, you know, all books are written. My husband seems to think that's the case. Like AI could come through and like, all books will be written. So what would be the point? But I personally don't believe AI is going to write all the books that were ever written because we as individuals all have different perceptions of the world. And while AI is great and it can do a lot of things when it comes to, you know, taking the the books that were input already and like expanding upon them, it doesn't have capability beyond that yet. It's not a, you know, a computer that can model our own experiences down to like all the weird little nuances that happen to us all the time yet. It's not there yet. And even if it does get to that point where it is indistinguishable completely from a person, there's going to end up being some sort of regulation. I have no doubt about that. And we're going to have to, if nothing else, describe that this book was written by AI with, you know, editing by X or something. Something is going to have to happen or be in place so that readers feel more comfortable reading them and knowing what it is that they're getting into, right? 
Besides that, AI can't write things like autobiographies, memoirs, or biographies. I mean, I suppose it could write a biography if, if it knew all the information about the person, but you, you get what I'm saying. There are certain things that it can't do. And we authors are here as artists and creators, and that's our, that's our jam. Now, AI also is going to be doing a lot, I think, in realms of cover design. Now, if you've seen all over Facebook or wherever you go, you know, the AI tools that will take your photo and, you know, kick it out in like 16 <laughs> different like types of art styles. Or, um, you know, you, you say, create a dog on a rainbow with a hot dog in its mouth, and it will like search the internet and create like an image of that exact thing for you in like 15 seconds, right? Cover design, I think, is going to start utilizing some of that. And there's going to be some tricky stuff when it comes to the domain usage for it. Because, you know, if AI is taking it and creating it, is that actually ours to be able to do whatever we want with it? Well, there's a morally gray area there. So there's going to be people who are going to be utilizing AI generation to create something that they otherwise would not have been able to create, or they wouldn't have been able to pay for, or whatever. So AI is going to dig its feet, its fingers, its things, its tendrils, its tentacles, whatever, into the area of cover design as well. So cover designers are up in arms as well about all of this because art is a very personal thing. And when AI is taking over and almost making it its I don't know, discussion point that art is no longer, you know, a thing of humanity. People get nervous and rightly so, because it's so personal to us. Art, whether it be writing or being art for covers or just paintings or whatever, it's an expression of who we are and what we do and how we see the world. And so cover designers, <laughs> I feel for you too, but it's it's going to be something that's going to end up playing a role. And I think if cover designers themselves can embrace utilization of it, it's going to further what they do faster too. And it's going to help out their process should they choose to use it. Now, even AI generation when it comes to marketing, now this has been in effect for a long time, but AI is getting a lot better at marketing recommendations, at being able to deliver the right ads to the right people with very few prompts because it understands a lot better what it is we're after when it comes to like creating an ad, trying to sell a book, for instance. So Facebook is eliminating a lot of different key metrics to be able to put in there and keeping things more broad for us authors. But it's doing a lot better job of still finding readers to be able to get the, the books into the hands of them or get the, the ads into the right readers to be able to buy the books. So marketing efforts, whether it be Amazon, whether it be Facebook, whether it be BookTok using the TikTok shop, all of these things are going to use more AI aspects and we need to be ready for its utilization as well. We should be preparing and looking at how it's delivering the content or delivering the ad for our readers and understanding that what worked five years ago on an ad platform is no longer the case now and it shifts really, really quickly. So obviously, the big, big kahuna this year is going to be AI and watching what it's going to be doing, like what is how it how are authors who are wanting to next level to become the millionaire author version of themselves? How are they utilizing AI 
in order to jump to the next level? What are they doing with it? How are they creating? What kind of collaboration are they doing? And is that something you can embrace? Because those of us who do are going to be the ones that move further. And I'm not saying that as if, you know, how dare I or how dare anyone else not use AI. But what I'm saying is AI is here. It's like saying I will never publish an ebook and look where that would have gotten you, right? So looking at it now in its infancy and understanding it and getting into the world of it, even if it's just to understand it and go, you know what, right now I don't like it and I'm not going to do it, that's okay. But at least knowledge yourself up, understand how this stuff impacts you as an author in your author career so that you have the information you need to make your decisions. So that's what I'm saying. Okay, and just for fun, here's one more trend that I'm saying. And maybe it's just because it's the circles I run in, but it's definitely something that I think is hitting indie authorship in a way that I haven't seen before. And that is the idea that manifestation is a real thing that we can utilize to our advantage and really make the most of our author careers. Now, it's not just me who's kind of expanded into this arena. We've got other authors who are talking about it, other authors who are finally able to speak up that, hey, I've been using manifestation for a long time, and here's what it's done for me. This year, I'm going to actually be going to InkersCon to speak on abundance mindset and manifestation for authors. And I am co-moderating this speech with Renee Rose. And so we are... (laughs) seeing some shifts happening right right now, right here, about the mindset that indie authors need to have or can have that will help them expand their author careers even further. And so if manifestation is new to you, if the idea of an abundance mindset is new to you, well, first of all, where have you been? Because I've been talking about this for the past year and a half. <laughs> and probably the entire time of the podcast, it just wasn't as open about what I was doing. But if this is new to you, this is a fun and wonderful opportunity to get your hands dirty and really learn about law of attraction, manifestation, abundance mindset, Abraham Hicks, all of the things that come along with this kind of concept. So that is my bonus trend for you. Take it or leave it as you will. And also just make a note that the Millionaire Author Manifestation course is coming to you very soon. We're going to be launching it in February and there's some good stuff coming your way. So stay tuned on that. But in the meantime, when it comes to a lot of other really cool things that are going on in the indie industry, I do recommend checking out the written word media post that they just did where it was, uh, I think it was called the top 10 publishing trends for 2023. And they have a lot of really interesting information. A lot of authors who have been on this podcast have given information to Clayton to talk about in the blog post. Super fascinating. And it's right on the mark because there are so many things that over and over we're seeing as indie authors. And if you haven't been paying attention to the industry, this is going to help you out a lot because it's going to give you food for thought on what you can do this year to expand and do things even better. I think 2023 is going to be the year that we all level up, that we all start to expand into new and unique aspects of our career, focusing on the things that we enjoy most so that we can be our most authentic selves. That is my goal this year anyway. I I want to focus on what brings me joy and let go of some of the things that no longer serve. And like I said before, that to me feels like social media in a lot of ways. There's a lot of social media stuff that I just don't enjoy right now. And I want to focus on those who really 
seem like they are interested in what I have to say and are supportive and I want to support them and I want to have that, you know, more honest, vulnerable conversation. And so it's just, I think every one of us are looking for the thing in our author careers that's going to expand us, that's going to make us feel whole, that's going to help us to find that joy and that feeling of completion. Like we are connected to the group, to the whole, to the hive that we are meant to. And so if you are listening to the, this podcast episode and you made it to the end, I think you're one of those people who knows that incorporating these new things, incorporating some of these aspects that might be a little bit scary even, it's part of the process of allowing yourself to expand into the person you're going to become. I mean, when I first started this podcast, I had no idea why I was doing it. I just did. (laughs) And I started dabbling more and more with the concepts of writing and sharing how to write and how to self-publish and all of those things. And look where it's landed me. It's like four years later, here I am still doing this podcast for you and hoping that the weird things that I have discovered or uncovered or had to deal with will somehow in some way benefit you. So that, that's how it goes. This is our career guys. This is the trends. This is the, the way our author career shifts and we need to embrace it and make the most of it. All right. If you would like to grab the transcript to today's podcast episode, You can head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 165 and you can get it there. I will also post a link to Written Word Media's full blog post, the top 10 publishing trends for 2023, in case you're interested in getting that. And in the meantime, just remember, do what feels good to you. Do everything in your own time and knowledge yourself up on those things that maybe make you a little bit nervous. All right, go forth and start your author revolution. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people, Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks, like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon.